This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Producer Jay and I both agree that it feels different doing the show last night and this morning. It feels as though a weight has been lifted. And we're just members of the media. We're talking about the real life situations, the anxiety, the stress, the the worry, the concern, certainly uh, the grief and and the care that so many of these NFL athletes have been carrying with them this week. And to a man, DeMar Hamlin's health and what the Bills and Bengals experienced on Monday night has has been paramount, far more important, even for those teams that have games that are critical for them to make the playoffs. And the Patriots are a great example. Bill Belichick barely spoke about football yesterday. In fact, uh, he spent the majority of his press conference offering support, not just for DeMar and his family, but mentioning that he reached out to Sean McDermott on behalf of, of the Patriots organization. I mean, think about it. The two teams are about to step on the field together. The Patriots have to go through the Bills to make the playoffs, and the head coaches are communicating. This week, it's it's just unheard of this deep into a season. We now have some contingency plans for uh, what happens moving forward in the AFC. Uh, if there was a way that it can be cut and dried, the NFL is trying to make it as simple as possible. The fact that it does not affect the final wild card team in the AFC and it doesn't affect the NFC at all, makes it a little easier to manage and to navigate. So there's a bunch of different scenarios, but essentially the game is canceled. We now know they're not going back to replay the rest of Bengals and Bills. They don't have time. There's not enough real estate. If this was game, sorry, if it was week four, yes, they would have replayed the game at some juncture, but they just don't have the 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 time or the days that would keep it fair for everybody involved. And so instead, they've come up with multiple scenarios uh, that would kick in uh, based on who wins and loses in week 18. So we'll kind of give you, I'm not going to read them all to you, only that the NFL feels like they've come up with an equitable solution. Even if it's not perfect, it's what they feel like will keep the the fair and the competitive balance in the AFC postseason. So we'll talk about that a little bit, uh, but mostly... 
on this Friday morning. Happy Friday to you. It's a football Friday. It feels good to talk about the actual games, knowing that DeMar Hamlin is making significant progress. His doctors, Timothy Pritz and William Knight, sat down together and did a Zoom call at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center on Thursday afternoon and gave us the news we've been waiting to hear. We would like to share that there has been substantial improvement in his condition over the past 24 hours. Uh, we had significant concern um, about him after the injury and after the event that happened on the field, uh, but he is making substantial progress. Uh, as of this morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. Uh, we are very pr uh, proud to report that, very happy for him uh, and for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization uh, that he is making improvement. Uh, he continues to be critically ill uh, and continues to, to undergo intensive care uh, in our surgical and trauma ICU. Uh, he's being uh, cared for by uh, ICU uh, neurosurgery, I'm, I'm sorry, neurocritical care teams, uh, trauma surgery, uh, and a cardiology team, as well as our expert nurses uh, and respiratory uh, therapists. Uh, they are attending to him, and he still has uh, significant progress that he needs to make, uh, but this, remark, uh, this marks a really uh, good turning point uh, in his ongoing care. Very encouraging. Uh, we've been getting uh, incremental updates, um, and Brandon uh, and Nate, Brandon Bean uh, and Nate Bresky, Nate being our head trainer, uh, as well as to Bonnie, uh, Richard stayed behind in Cincinnati at the hospital. They've been there the whole time. And um, so my hat goes off to them as well. And, and uh, uh, But they've been giving us updates or the uh, Mars doctors have been giving uh, our doctors updates, uh, Dr. Bissan here in town. And then the updates have flowed basically through either Brandon uh, and Nate or Dr. Bissan or directly from DeMar's doctors. And uh, the news has been very encouraging as, as we all are up to date at this point. And uh, just extremely grateful. Not only did we hear from Dr. Timothy Pritz and Dr. William Knight in Cincinnati, but Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, other members of the Bills spoke for the first time on Thursday. And while their practice was still closed, they did get back to practice. There were still photos uh, and and just the smiles on their faces the thumbs up that we saw from groups of bills indicates that this massive weight has been lifted because of what we heard from the doctors in Cincinnati. And so he started to wake up uh, Wednesday night into Thursday morning. Uh, it sounds like it would have been about the time that we were on the air, which is incredible. And they believe his neurological function is intact. And that's a great credit to the men and women who are on site there at Paycor Stadium. They said over and over that the quick thinking and the quick response, the emergency action plan saved the life of DeMar Hamlin. Can't say enough about the quick actions of the uh, Bills training staff and then the physicians who were on the field uh, with getting to him, recognizing that this was a, a very serious situation uh, and responding and saving his life. It was really, really outstanding work from all of them. And not just saving his life, but his neurologic functioning. The reason why we're talking about his recovery of neurologic function is the true critical importance of immediate and good and high quality CPR and immediate access to defibrillation. Heroes. They saved that man's life. And 
the NFL has these plans in place at every single stadium. Uh, they work in conjunction with a local hospital. In this case, it's UC Medical Center. They do have various levels of care that kick in based on what's happening and how rarely they need to use their emergency action plan in such an extreme. But these two doctors went into to detail. They they went in depth about the plan and what happened and how this kind of trickles down and how they were waiting for him when he arrived in the ambulance with his family. So if you're interested, I would say go back and and watch the Zoom call. So it really does give you some insight. This wasn't the doctors as a separate entity, the hospital as a separate entity, and the NFL doing its thing. No, they, they have these plans in every city where a stadium is hosting a game because they recognize thank God that the quick thinking, the quick actions of trained medical professionals can in fact be the difference between life and death. And in the case of DeMar Hamlin, that's exactly what happened. It's after hours here on CBS sports radio. I think the part of the press conference with the doctors that not only made me smile, but also brought me to tears was hearing about DeMar's response as he is waking up. We were in the situation where we wanted to allow him to gradually, you know, wake up as the rest of his, uh, body was healing. Uh, and uh, last night he was able to um, emerge and uh, follow commands uh, and even ask uh, who had won the game. To paraphrase uh, one of our partners, you know, when, when he asked, did we win? The answer is yes. You know, Damar, you won. You've won the game of life. Uh, and that's <laughs> probably the most important thing out of this. And we really need to keep him at the center uh, of everything else that's going on. And we really want to ensure a good outcome for him. His dad said the first thing that he's going to ask when he wakes up is who won the game. <laughs> and sure enough, that's what he did, man. And uh, as teammates, he, he loved hearing that response, that the first thing on his mind wasn't, you know, poor me. It was, how are my teammates doing? Did we win this game? And that's powerful in itself, man. And I don't think people really understand the, the bond and the relationship and the brotherhood that you have as an NFL team, especially this one here. Josh Allen reacting to what they heard, what we all heard. It was blowing up social media. Uh, I happened to wake up just because I suck at sleeping. And as I pick up my phone, I realize the doctor is about to do a press conference. Well, then I'm not going back to sleep. So I'm live tweeting. I'm, I'm refreshing on Twitter. Um, not, not watching it at the time. I went back and watched the press conference later. Um, but then to see Bill's weighing in and praising their head athletic trainer, the one who delivered CPR and just them reacting in real time. And then the photos of Josh Allen and some of his teammates getting back to practice and also hearing that Josh and the Bills locker room were able to speak to DeMar Hamlin's father. So Mario Hamlin made a point to communicate with the Bills, the teammates, to kind of encourage them, even as the Bills are waiting for any type of news. The family obviously is in limbo and so emotional, and yet it was important for the Hamlins, both Mario and his wife Nina, to be able to reach out to these teammates, to these young men who they knew were hurting. From a player's view, hearing Mario talk to us, the words of encouragement that he had for us. Um, and I had the chance actually to, to talk to him Monday night. And the only thing he said was, my son's going to be all right. When DeMar's father spoke to us, um, again, the days have, have blended together here. So today is Thursday. So yesterday, uh, DeMar's father spoke to the team 
and um, really his message was um, the team needs to get back to um, focusing on the goals that they had set for themselves. DeMar would have wanted it that way, and I'm paraphrasing. And so um, that includes our game against New England this week. And I think that that has helped. And, uh, and then again, today, the news today, as Josh alluded to, uh, was, a, was a big, was a huge help uh, to getting us back to focused um, on, on the game this weekend. I feel strongly um, that as, as his dad, as, as Mario uh, mentioned to us, that this is what DeMar um, would have wanted and wants. And um, we owe that, and this is my opinion and my take on it, uh, we owe that to DeMar and we owe that to his family. Ah, Sean McDermott. And you can hear the emotion in the voice of the Bills head coach, as well as Josh Allen, who multiple times got choked up. Now, to a man, the Bills are praising the leadership of Sean on the field. And Sean, of course, was uh, saying how grateful he was for Zach Taylor. Uh, So in my opinion, I know people want to complain about anything and everything and nitpicking. But if you think big, big picture and big perspective here, not only did the teams and the officials handle the situation, one that they had not been in before, the right way, but the NFL did too. Allowing these players, allowing these teams, and really allowing athletes around the league, the NFLPA as well as coaches. I mean, Andy Reid mentioned his coaches. They, they've offered them you know, counseling and, and someone to talk to if they need to. Think about the number of coaches in the league who also played and how this hits them differently. And so... The, the fact that the NFL was so in tune with what was happening around the league and didn't force football decisions, didn't start talking about when this game's going to be replayed. In fact, they tried to downplay it and put it on the back burner. We rarely see football operations come to a stop, but they waited. They waited until DeMar Hamlin had awakened until there was positive news before they start talking about contingency plans. And in fact, as it turns out on Friday, I'm not sure when today, but sometime today, the owners will be voting. They have to pass this contingency plan, but they've got a a potential plan in place, which would determine top seeds based on what happens this weekend, uh, but also would determine if the AFC championship comes down to Bills and Chiefs or Bengals and Chiefs or Bengals and Bills. It's going to be at a neutral site or it's not, yada, yada, yada. I won't read them all, only to say that they've come up with a step plan. But I think the NFL, as much as I criticize the league, and the league certainly deserves a ton of credit, they they maybe didn't make the decisions as fast as what people would have wanted. But I think sometimes speed is is not what you're going for. And in this situation, there was shell shock. And, and there were there needed to be a little bit of time to absorb what was happening to get it right, right? The NFL doesn't want to dive in with both feet and then have to backtrack. And so I felt like the NFL going back to even Monday, yeah, people were upset because it took 35 minutes for them to postpone the game. But there really never was the chance that they were going to get back on the field. I think that's pretty clear now as we hear from Zach Taylor, as we hear from Sean McDermott. They weren't going to keep playing. So the NFL was just trying to make sure they had all the information and everybody was on the same page. And then to allow the business of football to to just take a back seat and really stop. 
until there was something positive about DeMar. They weren't forcing the teams to move forward. There was nothing really definitive about week 18, just that they weren't making any changes. Once DeMar's doctors came out with the news that everyone wanted to hear, now they're okay with talking about football again. So I applaud the league. I mean, there are times when the league is hypocritical and they only really make decisions based on what's happening uh, in terms of their feedback and criticism. Uh, They obviously can be very wishy-washy. But in this particular case, they listened, they were sensitive, they were empathetic to what was happening around the league with their players, and players came first. And I think that is critical. Uh, Sean McDermott, he, of course, as I say, gave Zach Taylor and the Bengals credit uh, for what was happening in that moment and how they were handling it on their field. And the emotions, they're still processing. And it was the first time we had the chance to hear Josh Allen and Sean McDermott tell their versions of what was happening on the field on Monday. The scene just replays over and over in your head. And there's, again, it's hard to answer that question and actually describe how, you know, I felt, how my teammates felt in that moment. It's something we'll never forget, but to know that DeMar is, is doing okay. And I know there's still a lot of, a lot of things and, and stuff that he has to process and continue to go through. Um, to get back to, to himself, we're just, again, we heard that news this morning and there's nothing that, that could have been told to us to bring our day down. You know, we're extremely happy for him and his family. Um, you know, we just want to, we just want to lo- love up on him, you know, so the next chance we get, I don't know when it's going to be, if we, if we get to see him anytime soon, it's going to be awesome. I really feel like I did what anybody else would have done. Um, and, and so when you're in those situations, you just react and this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, when you prepare for a game, the game can slow down because you've prepared for the game and you visualized it ahead of time. In this case, I can tell you it was moving very slowly at the beginning, just as we were, as DeMar was on the field. Um, it was, time was just um, creeping by as we were trying to, get a response to where you know how he was doing and then uh, from that point on it moved very very quickly in terms of us trying to get to a decision and do the right thing and i think that's really what it really comes down to is just trying to do the right thing for everyone involved when it comes to player safety our personal lives uh he's been unwavering in this but this is kind of you know in the most paramount time doubled down on it was just the fact that he he's he he's a human being um, he has our safety and, and well-being uh, in the forefront of his mind at all times. And, uh, you know, when the stakes were at its highest, not only, you know, for football, but for a young man's life, that, uh, you know, there was no thought about football rather than and rather just the welfare of his team and, of course, tomorrow. We tack on that last one from Bill's center, Mitch Morse, because he really echoes what everyone was saying about Sean McDermott and his leadership. So we got to see a different side of Zach Taylor and Sean and these players. And I, I hope we don't see it again for a long time, maybe ever. Um, but it has changed the perspective, their perspective, but also I think the perspective of a lot of fans, what these guys are about and who they are to see them in their vulnerability, but to also recognize that for them, yeah, football is incredible. They get paid a lot of money to play a very popular sport, but they are human beings first. And, yeah, I'm not sure how many of us could see them the same way. I, every time I think about Josh Allen this week, do you know the vision or the image that comes to my mind? Him with red eyes, uh, you know, red giant red circles around his eyes because he's been crying. And the look on his face, like he's, he's devastated. He's shocked. Um, also, Dane Jackson, uh, who was a, a childhood friend, is a childhood friend of – of uh, DeMars. They grew up in the same side of Pittsburgh and they went to Pitt together. It, he was the one who instantly started sprinting across the field. He knew something was horribly wrong when DeMar stumbled backward and didn't get up. And I, I, we think, if I'm wrong, please forgive me, but I think it was Deion Dawkins who actually said, when Dane reacted like that, I realized something was really wrong. So Dane Jackson, I mean, this is a guy who's known DeMar since they were kids. I mean, think about how he's feeling this week. I'm hanging in there, but I'm doing a lot better now since all the updates were coming out, you know what I mean? So since everything that's been coming out since he's been, you know, giving signals and everything like that, so I'm doing a lot better now. It's a huge relief, you know what I mean? Like, I think the worst part about, like, everything is the unknown, you know what I mean? Like, us not knowing, like, his status or anything like that, which everybody did a great job of giving us updates and everything like that. But, you know, just as a player, as that being our brother and him being so close, it's just like... You know what I mean? You're just wondering, like, is he going to be all right in the end? So, like, once we got updates and once we got, you know, feedback, you know, it just started to make us feel a little better for sure. I think Dane Jackson expresses what many of us are feeling. It's been a long couple of days waiting for some news to come out of the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, and we finally got it. And, yes, it's still a long road, but moving hands and feet, neurological function appears to be intact. He's communicating. Uh, it was kind of interesting to hear what the doctors said and how they put it. But what they said, essentially, um, is that when – 
when they were communicating with Damar, even though he can only write, he can't speak. It's not only that the lights are on, we know that Damar is home, meaning it's Damar. His brain is working. They do believe he has some lung damage, and he's still breathing on a ventilator. But all of that uh, that they were sharing with us is such incredible news, and they're so proud of the fact that he is pulling through. So a lot of prayers, a lot of support, a lot of people caring about him, which, by the way, he now knows. And he also knows about his GoFundMe page. Uh, The last time I checked... It was approaching $7.8 million. It was incredible. His parents told him, and I'll leave you this before we start to to, uh, move forward with week 18. His parents apparently told him that when he is healthy and out of the hospital, he has a lot of toys to buy. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on Twitter, A-Law Radio, our show Twitter, our Facebook page. What is the After Hours game of the week? We're glad to have you with us on a Friday morning. Man, what a week it has been here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Young in motion across the formation. Going to throw back inside. Ball is caught. Touchdown, Seahawks. And making the catch is Mabry. And Geno Smith fires a dart to the goal line, and Mabry is the man there to catch it. It looks like uh, we're making a little move. Um, We played definitely better in some areas last week, and then we came back and did it again this week. Big finish coming up. So it was a really good day. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. When the Seahawks finally ended their losing skid against the New York Jets in week 17, they kept themselves alive for that final NFC wild card. Now, they need some help. Uh, it's Packers and Lions Sunday night. And here's the scenario, yo. Packers win and they're in. If the Packers lose to the Lions and the Seahawks beat the Rams, the Seahawks get that final NFC wild card. Get out of here. <laughs> Why do you do that to me? You know that I can't keep talking when I hear Pete Carroll. Get out of here. He was actually talking to Russell Wilson in that moment uh, who had kind of bombed his photo, bombed his Zoom call. Anyway, that was back to the days of of, uh, only Zoom calls. So if the Lions beat the Packers and the Seahawks win, well, then Seattle is in. Now, the way the NFL has stacked this deck, Seattle is hosting the Rams in the afternoon window, so it's a one. I think it's a one twenty-five Pacific time start. It's a four twenty-five Eastern time start. If the Rams beat the Seahawks, well, it, it really it, then that Sunday night football game is the winner moves on to the postseason. So the Lions are third in line. They're third in line for the throne, if you will. Seahawks are second in line. Packers are in the driver's seat, similar to the Patriots in the AFC. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. This is still have to be, that was awkward, this still has to be one of the most unlikely storylines of the entire season. That the Seahawks with Geno Smith and really a team that has what one player, two players left from their Super Bowl years, um, the years when they were, they were considered a Super Bowl contender. It's a team that's been completely rebuilt. And Geno Smith is their starting quarterback Um, they are at 500 and they're still alive. I mean, it's not quite the euphoria that it was in the first half of the season, but it's still pretty incredible. And Gino has been one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the NFL. It's exciting. You know, I really think it's exciting for our team. 
obviously uh, we get a chance to, you know, if we win, give ourselves a shot at the playoffs. So I think everyone's excited. You know, the entire locker room's focused. Everyone's ready um, just to prepare and get ready for the week. So uh, I think, you know, over the course of the season, uh, we've done some good things to put ourselves in this position. Obviously wish we could have done a lot better, but, uh, you know, it's what you want at the end of the year to be playing meaningful games. And so we got one coming up this Sunday. You know what's really crazy? Geno Smith can actually break a few single-season passing records for the franchise this week. Yeah, Jay's face just said it all. Your reaction was, really? Really, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, listen to this. He needs 151 yards and five completions to top Russell Wilson's best single-season marks in those categories. So, I'm not exactly sure. I guess I could look. Here, hold on. What the numbers are. Okay, so Geno has 4,069 passing yards and 29 touchdowns. Wowzers. <laughs> but he needs 151 yards and five completions, and he'll own the single-season passing marks in those categories. Here's another one. He can also break Wilson's average, which was a 68.8% completion rate depending on how many passes he throws this weekend and how many he completes. Gino actually leads the NFL in completion rate right now. Okay, nerd alert. Are you kidding me? When I tell you he's been one of the most consistent things about the NFL and the quarterback position this year, I'm not joking. 70%. Right now he's tops in the NFL in completion rate. Only a dozen quarterbacks in NFL history have ever finished a season completing 70% of their passes or more. We're talking Drew Brees, Ryan Tannehill, not that long ago. Geno Smith has had a solid, steady, complimentary season. Exactly what the Seahawks needed. So into that, Bobby Wagner returns to Seattle. A 10-year linebacker for the Seahawks and... Pete Carroll, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, is hoping that the fans greet him warmly. They're going to be great. They, they, they love him. They, they, I think they're going to welcome him back. I just think that's what will happen. And then if he makes a tackle or something, then maybe they don't give him as much love. You know, I don't know. He's going to make some hits in this game. <laughs> he's, uh, he's playing good ball and, and doing good stuff. But um, I, I, you know, they'll do the right thing. Whatever it is, they'll do it. He's going into a stadium I've been well, thousands of times, like, played hundreds of times and, um, you know, to be in a position to spoil their playoff hopes is always a good position, something worth playing for. And, you know, it'd be fun to go back there, be be back in front of those fans that spent so much time, um, and it should be a fun game. <laughs> Pete Carroll says, I just think they're going to cheer for him. Bobby Wagner's ready to play the role of spoiler, believe you me. He does not love the way that the Rams treated him uh, as he was there in his late stages, late in the 10 years uh, in Seattle. And so he believes he has an axe to grind, which is why, if you remember their first game when the Seahawks were in L.A., he was really animated. He was fired up. And now with Seattle having so much to play for and the Rams being eliminated, well, his singular focus can be about adding misery. Misery loves company, right, Bobby Wagner? So that'll be interesting. Again, that game is in the afternoon, uh, 125 Seattle start, and then it's followed by Packers and Lions. We will let you hear from not just Dan Campbell, but Aiden Hutchinson, Jamal Williams. Gosh, I hate this line of questioning, but people are asking Aaron Rodgers, is is this your last game at Lambeau Field? Yawn. How many times has he had to answer that question over the past couple of years? 
It's like eventually you ask the question and it will be appropriate. But for the last three years, it's not been applicable. I don't think so. (laughs) Take the after hours game of the week poll. Uh, We've got it up on social. We had three of them that were slam dunks and then uh, just blame producer Jay for the fourth. Which one of these is not like the other? I'm just kidding. It's on. Well, not really. It's on Twitter after hours CBS or on my Twitter also on our Facebook page. And yes, people are yelling. Why not Bengals Ravens? Why not this? Why not that? Somebody actually said Texans and I don't even know who they're playing. But I think if the Texans lose this weekend, they're the number one pick in the NFL draft. So I guess there's that. I mean, something to look forward to, right? Sad, hopeless Texans fans. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. In motion, Davis to the left side, straight eye formation behind Rodgers under center. He takes, fakes the handoff. Bootlegs right, looks the end zone, pumps once. Now takes himself to the end zone. Rodgers for the touchdown. First and goal for the Lions from the nine. Goff takes the snap, turns, fakes, wants to throw, does, left side, complete at the five, fighting to the end zone, and getting in second of the day for Brock Wright. Hungry for a taste of the most delicious audio of the night? You came to the right place. It's time for Bite Me with Amy Lawrence. Here's Amy Lawrence. Line it up. Let's go. Last game of the NFL regular season. It all comes down to this, baby. In the NFC North, Lions and Packers both still alive for that wild card spot. And both of them look dead in the water about midseason. The Lions started out one and six. The Packers were four and eight. <laughs> and yet some kind of surge in the second half. So you hear Wayne Larravee on Packers radio as well as Dan Miller on Lions radio. They will clash at Lambeau Field on Sunday night. Jamal Williams is closing in on 1,000 yards. In fact, if I got this right, he's six yards shy. He's got 15 rushing touchdowns. The Lions have earned every ounce of this opportunity. We deserve it. Grateful to be on this team with so many nice and selfish, selfless players. So I feel like we just ready to go. Um, I feel like this is going to be a great challenge for a lot of the young players, too, since this will be like their first was it, night game. What do you call it? Uh, Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> big game or something. Game or whatever, your prime time, whatever. Wherever the hell it's called. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's going to be great just to get out there and then, you know, go out, come out with a dub. But I'm just grateful for the opportunities that we get. And I just can't wait to see all the little younglings and see how they react to it. But younglings. I know that they're going to be ready, you know, ready to go and focus and want to get this dub. That's it. We call them Padawans. They're Padawan learners. Uh, We spoke to Justin Rogers in Detroit last night or a couple hours ago. First time we've had a Lions-specific interview in two years. I'm not kidding. Anyway, I asked him about playoff experience. In addition to Jared Goff, who went to the Super Bowl, there are 14 other Lions who have some semblance of playoff experience, but clearly it's a very young team. Uh, Jamal Williams has indicated, by the way, that he really likes the way things are going in Detroit, and even though he wouldn't answer the direct question, he would like to return, it sounds like. Aiden Hutchinson, rookie, defensive player. This guy's got multiple interceptions. He's so much energy. He's... uh. 
I mean, he's all about the dancing every time he comes up with a sack. And he's excited. They got flexed to final week of the regular season into Sunday night football in primetime. This is huge, man. And, uh, you know, obviously we can't control our entire destiny. But, um, you know, either we're getting in or we're knocking someone out. So um, it's going to be fun. And, um, you know, we're going to. I'm just so excited, man, to be prime time to have to do my intro here pretty soon um, for Saturday Night Football. Um, it's going to be all, all, all everything about being a prime time game and being one of those prime time teams is something that I think um, playing for the Lions that I want to get used to. It's big, man. It's it's really big, and uh, I think we're excited for it. I, I think it's uh, you know something we've earned, and you know we're playing for a playoff spot and been through a lot this year, and uh, you know we're we're ready for a, a game that'll be fun in front of everybody. You say what it is, you say the reality of it, and you say what uh, the reason why you're, uh, that's where they want you at. And, and then you say, hey man, we got nothing to lose here. <laughs> you know, it's, we go in and uh, we got nothing to lose. We cut it loose and, and let's have the time of our life and uh, let's find a way to win this game. And the bottom line is, I can just gauge the room and you can feel it, I mean. We get to be on the big stage, man, and our guys are excited about that. Going back to the summertime and hard knocks, he wanted to know who says we can't get flexed. Well, it took until week 18, but the Lions are, in fact, making their first primetime appearance of the season. Uh, one and six to now eight and eight. Do you know they have a chance of becoming the second team in NFL history to make the playoffs after winning just one of their first seven games? You have to go back more than 50 years to the 1970 Cincinnati Bengals who made the playoffs after starting one and six. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. No one's going to forget the way this season started. We just stayed the course, you know. I mean, that was, like we came into the year and that's that's where we were at. And, uh, um, you know, we hit a rough spot. We stayed with it. And then here we are. I mean, I, I just think more than anything, it's, um, I don't know what it says. I'm just rambling right now. <laughs> I don't know. I just know for us it means something that we, we uh, climbed back out of the, the cellar and, and got ourselves uh, in position to, to play for one more meaningful game here before the year ends, man. And uh, that's a step in the right direction. I mean, there are times when I am rambling as well, so that speaks to me. If you want to know more about Dan Campbell, what he's like as a coach, as not just a, a leader of men, but also someone who has to direct this franchise, great conversation with Justin Rogers of the Detroit News who joined us earlier on the show. It's part of our podcast. Really good insight into why the Lions are actually a playoff contender. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, of course, have the upper hand. This game is at Lambeau Field. They got a ton of experience, three consecutive seasons before this one of at least 13 wins. Why do we have to keep asking Aaron Rodgers whether or not this is his last game at Lambeau? When I think about that, it's nothing but gratitude. Not remorse or sadness. Just gratitude for the time that I've been here. The amazing memories that I've had on this field. There have been a lot of great moments. Um, but, you know, I'm still undecided. Uh, uh, we're all undecided about the future. and We're just going to enjoy uh, Sunday night and hopefully have some more to play for. They've won four in a row, so they go from four and eight to eight and eight. And Rodgers has admitted that he just felt like they had to get that one win, one win under their belts. But, of course, 
not only can you not say that, but you have to keep playing as though it's a must win. And Robert Tunyon, Matt LaFleur, they kind of feel like this team has been in that playoff mode now for over a month. It's kind of been our mindset the last handful of weeks, just, you know, either you, know, you win or you go home. And I think that that has kind of just shown the competitive nature of this team and this group. And uh, yeah, I think it's just brought out the best in us. You never try to make one game bigger than the next. It, 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 it truly is a, a championship mentality every week. Otherwise, you get into these types of games, whether it's this game or you get into a playoff game, whatever it may be, and then all of a sudden it's, 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 it's bigger than the last game. Like we, we all know what's at stake, and you try to keep it as normal as possible each and every week, and you attack it the same way. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Can't wait right now. Far and away your choice for after hours game of the week. By the way, there is a very awkward cut where somehow Aaron Rodgers tries to make a makeup sex joke and it just, it goes so horribly wrong. I don't even want to play it because it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was talking about his emotions on the field and he and I, I think presumably Matt LaFleur yelling at each other. And so he was asked about that and he somehow turns it into a reference to makeup sex, and I don't, I can't, what I, no, thank you, that? I don't, it, I listened to it, Jay, why would you give me that cut? <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's icky, I don't know, <laughs> and even as he said it, he's like, oh, I don't mean that, of course. <laughs> even though he did, it was a failed joke, he tried to make a joke and it just didn't land, it I think. Yeah, it, it did not at all, it was, it was like one of those moments where people are looking around going, what did he just say? Did I hear that correctly? All right, you can save it for a potential Hall of Flame induction. Man, we haven't done one all season. I've missed that. We have to get back to it in 2023. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, there, there may be a lot of games that you don't necessarily think have any playoff implications, but there's certainly tune-ups for what's to come. Uh, I don't know if we have, do we have time for the entire Tom Brady cut. Maybe we can cut it short, but the first few seconds of, it's 42, the first few seconds of this where he's like, I like, I think spring practice we need to go out there and it's important i mean yeah you don't want to disappoint tom brady every game's important you know for one reason or another i, I don't care spring practice is important <laughs> off-season workouts are important everything's okay. important so all right to minimize the importance of a game is makes no they're sense so important that you took 11 days off right in the middle of training camp <laughs> All right, that's mean. Some things are more important than football. I'm no just, knowledge of anything. Right, I'm just saying is all. Hey, Jalen Hurts returned to practice, so there's that. Though the Eagles don't know yet if he will play this weekend in Week 18. So just a quick refresher, as fast as I can talk here with the next two minutes. Here's what's on the line in the NFC. Eagles and Cowboys are both still alive for the East Division title. If the Eagles win, they've got it but they may not have Jalen Hurts. If it, and they're hosting the Giants, who are already in as the number six seed in the NFC. Cowboys can grab it if they beat the Commanders in Washington and the Eagles lose. Okay, so that's the NFC beast. That title is still up for grabs. The other division titles are set. We don't know about the top seed. I mean, if, if the Eagles are going to lose a third straight game, they're going to leave it open for Cowboys or Niners uh, moving forward. And then we have the last wild card. Packers win on Sunday night. They're in. If they don't win and the Seahawks do, it's Seattle's playoff spot. If both those teams lose, then Detroit will get in. Unlikely, but amazingly, in year two of Dan Campbell. In the AFC, a little more convoluted. Bills and Bengals will not be made up. And a lot of you have asked me, why not just delay the playoffs? Uh, my response to that is this. 
it then puts everybody else on a bye week. It throws off the entire structure of the playoffs. You don't want guys sitting around, and the whole point of getting a bye is so you have an advantage. So it would just, not to mention the logistical nightmare of moving it all back. So they're not going to do that. Instead, they're going to wait and see how this weekend plays out, and then the scenarios kick in where it would be a neutral site potentially if Kansas City and Buffalo both win this weekend. KC would end up with the number one seed, but the if they would meet in the championship game, it would not be at Arrowhead. It would be at a neutral site. There's a bunch of contingencies there, so I won't run through all of them. Ult- ultimately, though, Bills and Bengals will not be made up. First NFL game to get canceled since 1930. Patriots win in Buffalo and they're in. If they don't and the Dolphins beat the Jets, Miami gets in. If both those teams lose and the Steelers beat the Browns, oh, perfect way to end. Pittsburgh will get in as the wild card. And then Jacksonville, Tennessee on Saturday night for the AFC South. We'll talk to you Sunday night, CBS Sports Radio. To support communities working hard to recover from the pandemic's impact, Lowe's Hometowns program invited people across the country to nominate their hometown projects in need. Now Lowe's is supporting the completion of the first 100 community-nominated projects in the program. And each year from 2022 through 2026, Lowe's Hometowns will complete nearly 1,800 community impact projects across the country. See more at Lowe's.com hometowns or search hashtag Lowe's Hometowns. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800-312-9970. Coast One Tax Group, protecting your bank, home, and your sleep since 2008. With hundreds of five-star reviews and an A-plus on the Better Business Bureau. Call Coast One Tax Group, 800 312-9970. Stanley from New York owed $93,000. The IRS placed a levy on his bank account. Coast One released the levy and settled with the IRS for $2,000. Mark in Michigan owed $225,000. After Coast One stepped in, Mark walked away paying less than $1,500. Call Coast One now. A 10-minute call can save you up to 93% on your back taxes. Get your fresh start today. That's 800-312-9970. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that 
that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. Message and data rates may apply. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just text APPLY NOW to 88909 right now to get started. That's APPLY NOW to 88909. Auto financing the easy way. Text APPLY NOW to 88909. Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal. Luckily, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to start the year right and keep that warm and cozy feeling going all winter long. Right now is the perfect time to stock up and fill your freezer with flavor. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code SIZZLE at checkout and get $30 off your order. Save on perfectly portioned favorites, easy meals, and so much more with Omaha Steaks Freezer Filler Sale. That's $30 off an endless variety of gourmet choices from incredible steaks premium chicken delicious pork to seafood there's something for everyone and every bite is backed by their 100 money back guarantee visit omahasteaks.com today enter sizzle at checkout to get 30 dollars off your order order with complete confidence today knowing you're ordering the very best visit omahasteaks.com use promo code sizzle at checkout to get that extra 30 dollars off your order minimum order may be required